0: visit AscentEquityGroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T EquityGroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited
1: investors only. You could be doing that much better if you expanded your sphere of influence, if you made access to information more readily available. And if you are a seasoned veteran, you have a lot of knowledge between your ears, that you can provide to individuals to bring them as potential investors.
2: Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. I want to introduce to you Ash Patel. He's a full-time commercial real estate investor. He's going to be doing the interview today and a lot of them moving forward. I'm still going to be doing interviews, just not as many. And he is going to ask tough questions while still
3: building rapport. That way it's not
2: awkward. He's a good friend of mine. Join me in welcoming Ash Patel.
3: Hello, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Ash Patel, and I'm here with our guest today, Derek Peterson. Derek is joining us from Charlotte, North Carolina. Derek is the owner of Adapt Media Agency, which is an agency that helps syndicators grow their brand online. He's got 10 years of real estate experience. Derek, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Before we get started, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So background wise, being 45 now, I spent about 25 years in the sales and marketing arena, working for a variety of different companies, playing sort of running the corporate game, getting my teeth wet in medical device sales, software sales. And at one point left corporate America to open a medical distribution company. Did that for about five years and realized I don't like medical. And I took a lot of those funds, invested them in real estate and came to realize that the thing that I had more of a knackering for was uh, marketing. So many years ago, I opened up a marketing firm where today adapt media agency, and we are a full service digital marketing agency, as you said, based out of Charlotte, North Carolina that works with a variety of different clients now, but with a particular focus on working with real estate syndicators across a variety of different asset classes, whether that's self-storage, multifamily, retail, industrial, you name it. We've had the opportunity to help folks like that develop those brands in the syndication space. So I was super excited to get a chance to come on the show and chat with you today.
3: Derek, what year was it that you got into real estate?
1: Gosh, I got into real estate personally 15 years ago. So let's do the math. So I guess I was 2000. So mid-2000s. Mid-2000s, yeah. So it was actually right after the bubble burst. So we'll say right when property value started to tank a little bit, that's when I thought maybe this was an opportunity to jump in.
3: And were you passionate about real estate or was it just opportunistic where prices are down? Let's see what we can do.
1: I'd say at that point, it was more opportunistic. Having been in corporate sales at that point, having amassed some wealth and I needed a place to diversify my portfolio outside of, we'll call it traditional stocks and bonds, I thought real estate might be a good endeavor. And I bought my first three family with two other physicians and a small group that we created. And So launched my journey into real estate.
3: All right. So you're a sales and marketing guy at heart. You got into real estate and you had this niche that you couldn't fill with sales and marketing. Is that what happened? Did you want to get back into that arena? How did you progress into the real estate syndication world, investments,
1: From a real estate syndication perspective, I'd say probably the area where I've progressed the most is with providing value back to other syndicators and helping them grow their brand and grow their syndication business. I started as I mentioned before, investing in a little bit of real estate myself and sort of grew over time, a small and modest portfolio. But it was really where I started to have a true interest in real estate was when I started working with other syndicators within our firm and really helping them take a traditional syndicator that's out there right now and take their brand to the next level so that they can grow their funds and they can grow their thought leadership platforms to start to amass the wealth that they're looking to for themselves and their clients.
3: All right. So Derek, when you were building up your portfolio, what did it look like when you decided to dive into the syndication world? What were you working on? How big was your portfolio?
1: I had five multifamily investments. There were three to four family homes in the small partnership that I had. So I'll call it 15 units. And I realized that there was a lot of work that was going into that from a management perspective, although I wasn't the one responsible for it. There was still a lot of work from managing that small portfolio And it wasn't really giving me access to sort of the bigger deals and the bigger opportunities that I wanted to get involved in. You know, some of these huge apartment complexes versus these sort of beat up dilapidated homes that happened to be able to turn into three bedroom opportunities. So my first exposure to the syndication business was through a company called CityPoint Capital. And they had an opportunity for me to, as an investor, put income into an opportunity for A building that was being trued up in Southie, Boston. So I met with the individual and invested in my first syndication deal and was like, whoa, this is where I need to be because it was a lot easier and my returns were a lot better. So that really sort of sparked my interest in the syndication business. I was doing it wrong.
3: Derek, you've got passive income versus phone calls from tenants now. It's opened up this (laughs) whole world to you. What was your next step after you learned about the syndication world and how awesome it is.
1: So the next step was I invested in more syndication opportunities in the self-storage space and with a few other syndicators that I had relationships with that I trusted because I wasn't developing these deals. I was just starting to get my feet wet with understanding how syndication worked and the returns that I was seeing were just phenomenal. So I invested in three pretty substantial syndication opportunities over the course of about seven to eight years and saw some tremendous success. So much so that when I stepped into the role as a marketer, I knew that was an arena that I wanted to focus on. Outside of a variety of other businesses, I knew there was a ton of opportunity there.
3: And how do you penetrate that market? How do you become known as a marketer for syndicators?
1: So it's funny, one of them is what we're doing right now, which is podcasting. So my first entrance into it was to do some marketing for one of the deals that I had actually invested in. So it was with somebody by the name of Chris Benson at Reliant Real Estate Investments. So Chris is the chief investment officer over there, and he's, he was an old buddy, somebody that I've invested with in some of his other syndication deals, and they needed an interim marketer, somebody to be able to clean up their marketing. So Chris set that up, and I started to work with Reliant and redeveloped their website. From that, somebody at LifeBridge Capital, Whitney Sewell, has a great podcast as well. I know a lot know Whitney. He's an awesome guy. guy. We developed his website and went on to Whitney's podcast. And that's really where it began. I gave an opportunity to speak to the audience about what successful marketing and branding approach would be for a real estate syndicator. And the phone began to ring off the hook and it just one podcast led to another, one brand to another brand. And today we have worked with dozens of syndicators to help them with a process that just quite frankly works if you do it right.
2: We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. One of the hardest tasks to balance while scaling your real estate investing business is accounting. Well, realestateaccounting.co takes care of the numbers for you so you can grow your business and revenue. REA helps property managers and investors save time and money by automating back office, financial, admin, and accounting. Starting is quick and seamless, from accounts payable to reconciliations, taxes, and reporting, go to realestateaccounting.co forward slash bestever to find out how REA clients save on average 30% by leveraging their accounting services versus hiring in-house. With CPAs on staff and being owner-operators themselves, REA knows the challenges of your growing real estate business. Try it risk-free at realestateaccounting.co forward slash bestever And remember to mention the Best Ever podcast sent you to receive up to $1,800 towards onboarding and services. That's realestateaccounting.co forward slash bestever. If you're not sure where to start investing or need help taking the next step, mentorship and coaching is one of the best ways to get going. Think Multifamily is a leading apartment acquisition and education company who provides true one-on-one coaching to help you invest for your family's future. Their servant leadership approach Joint ventures and resources all available through the coaching program. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how to become a member and get involved.
3: Where do you add the most value? Is it online marketing? Is it attracting new investors? Is it communicating with investors?
1: It's a little bit of both. So I'd say there's probably three areas that we focus on when we work with a new syndicator. Some syndicators may have interest in all three, or maybe just they want to piece together what is most interest to them. The first bucket I'd say is that we have an immediate impact on, to answer your question, would be in helping them develop a thought leadership platform. Actually, Joe Fairless was probably one of the founding fathers when it came to creating that thought leadership platform of using podcasting to attract would-be investors. He really laid the foundation and the framework for that So we help syndicators to be able to develop that thought leadership platform so they can go out to those pools of attention that are out there, whether it's YouTube or iTunes, Stitcher, and a variety of different platforms that are out there to be able to get their attention. So anywhere from developing the podcast, the branding, doing the editing, and all things around developing that thought leadership platform to bring potential investors into their circle of influence. That's the first bucket we can have an impact on. Second bucket would be developing their website presence. So we're the firm believer that all roads lead to Rome, right? Rome being your website. So via social media, via email campaigns, via your thought leadership platform, we're trying to draw attention back to a website that is structured appropriately. And there is a lot that goes into that. We could spend an entire podcast talking about just what's necessary to develop an appropriate website to be able to capture people's attention. And to be able to give them something of value, so they give you something back to them, that being their email address, and they enter into what's the third bucket, which is really your indoctrination process. So that's the below the funnel process where if you have an active investment, great, you can put them through that process of introducing them to that. And if you don't have an active investment, how do you cultivate that relationship and how do you get people to know you, like you, and trust you? that you are an authority in that syndication space. So when a deal does come about, you've provided enough value in their life as it relates to real estate that they're ready to provide you with funds when you do have a deal that's up and running. So that's a very broad-based sort of categorical explanation of those three areas that we help focus on. From the top of the funnel, let's grab people's attention. To the second, let's bring them to your website. And then let's keep them engaged so that we can build a long-term financial relationship with them.
3: Derek, what's one area that new syndicators often get wrong?
1: There are quite a few that I've seen, but I think the area that most syndicators get wrong is when they develop their thought leadership platform. They don't give it enough time. So they'll start a podcast, they'll do seven episodes, no one listens to them and they quit, right? They build a website, nobody visits there and they stop. They send a few emails, call it an email campaign. And they're like, it didn't work. The reality is Rome wasn't built in a day. I had to stick with the Roman analogy Rome wasn't built in a day. And it takes time to cultivate a digital relationship with somebody. And a lot of times these people, they don't know you. They don't know Joe Fairless. They don't know Whitney Sewell. They know of them through the thought leadership platform where they continually saw the posts, They continually saw the emails. They continually listened to the podcast. And over time. You start to develop a trust with somebody. And the only way to really develop trust with somebody digitally, and there's been so much data to prove that this works, you need to see them over and over and over again. And it becomes a trust built through familiarity and a trust that's built through delivering value. So that's probably the biggest mistake is people pull the ripcord too early.
2: We'll get back to the show, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Mark your calendars for the Best Ever Conference, February 24th through 26th, back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies, building relationships, and quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. Get the lowest prices right now at besteverconference.com. That's besteverconference.com.
3: How about some of your experienced syndicators? What's an area that you can help them improve the most or that they need the most improvement in?
1: That's a great question because we really do cover the gamut from those who have massive portfolios and great success. They're just being in business for many years and having a Rolodex that goes deep. Those individuals, we'll just focus on for a second because we talked about the newbies. Those individuals, they don't feel they need any of this stuff. They're like, I don't need a website. I don't need an email campaign. I don't even need a thought leadership platform because I'm killing the game right now as it is, right? And they might be. But the reality is you could be doing that much better if you expanded your sphere of influence, if you made access to information more readily available. And if you are a seasoned veteran, you have a lot of knowledge between your ears that you can provide to individuals to bring them as potential investors. So I think it's this old school mentality and thought, like trying to teach your grandpa to text trying to take somebody who's seasoned and convince them that they need all of these other avenues because the only constant in marketing is change. It's always changing. It's always evolving and we're always vying for people's attention. That's what marketers are. We're just trying to get your attention in these little ponds where people's attention are. And some of the more seasoned folks that have done it the old school way, again, they dismiss how powerful digital marketing, social media, video, and podcasts really are because they did it without it. And I get that.
3: Yeah. Let's talk about that change and let's define thought leadership platform. And I'm going to give you what I think it is. It's a combination of podcast, website, email, YouTube videos, Instagram, social media, just your typical areas of interaction. What am I missing?
1: I don't think you're missing anything, actually. We could name a couple other social media platforms or video platforms, but I think you hit the nail on the head. I often use an analogy to explain thought leadership platforms, which seems to resonate with people. So consider thought leadership platform as the tool, consider it like a fishing rod, right? You're trying to get the attention of people and you're trying to get fish in your boat, your boat being your website, So you've got all these ponds and these lakes of opportunity where people's attention are. And we have to use different types of bait and different types of lures. And I'm not a fisherman, so I don't really know what other things you put on the hook, but stuff you put on the hook that I can throw into the water to try to get a bite, to try to get a nibble, to try to get some interest, to be able to hook them, to get them into the boat, not to refer to your investors as fish, but you get my point is that we're using that rod That is your platform and all the different lures that are in your tackle box are the ways in which you can try to get people to pull them into the boat. And it's all about one thing, and that's building and developing trust because it's all about do I know you, do I like you, and do I trust you? And that comes through that platform or through that fishing rod.
3: What would you recommend that people just getting into syndication do to build that trust?
1: That's a great question because we deal with a lot of seasoned vets and a lot of newbies. And with the challenge with a newbie, and if you're listening right now is the fact that you may not have that portfolio to be able to flash in front of a would-be investor as sort of your proof of what you've been able to do. So how do I, somebody who has maybe zero properties in my portfolio, be able to go out there and be able to make an impression. That's tough. That's hard to do. So with some of those folks that don't have that experience, and I think this is the natural progression pathway, you partner with other individuals, you bring other people on your team who do have a portfolio. In fact, funny story, probably the first 10 developments that we did, Joe Fairless sat on the executive board for nearly every single one of them to the point where my development team was like, who is this guy? He's everywhere. So leverage relationships with other people in the business that have the experience that you don't have, instant credibility, put them on your executive board, raise capital for those other individuals and the funds that they're working on in joint ventures. That's another great way to do it. And if you have the knowledge, if you have the understanding, and just because you don't have a deep portfolio, don't be afraid to have your voice be heard. I think there's a lot of hesitation when starting these thought leadership platforms, like, why should they listen to me? I'm not... Whitney Sewell. I'm not Joe Fairless. You know what? There was a point where Joe Fairless didn't know anything about real estate and he was his first podcast. So you just have to take that step and you have to take that leap. And that's probably the biggest advice I'd give to the new folks is you do know what you're talking about. And the greatest way to get better at it and the greatest way to learn something is to teach it. So you're not going to open your mouth unless you know what you're talking about. So it forces you to become an expert.
3: That is powerful advice. And I think that'll inspire a lot of people. Thank you for that. Derek, what is your best real estate investing advice ever?
1: My best real estate investing advice ever. From somebody who has a modest experience as an investor, from an investment perspective, I'd say with real estate investing and really any investment you make in life, I think while we may look at the fact that we're investing in an asset or an asset class or an opportunity, I've learned the hard way that you're actually really more investing in the people that are behind that because it's the people that drive it. Now, of course, there has something to be said about that opportunity, but at the end of the day, you're dealing with people and the people that are going to drive the performance of that asset. So that's the best piece of advice I can give from a real estate investment perspective is make sure you have a real good understanding of who these people are.
3: That is great advice. What was that hard lesson that you learned?
1: (laughs) I invested in something from a real estate perspective and it was more in the retail space where it was a friend of a friend that gave me an opportunity to put some money into. It was basically a syndication and I didn't do my due diligence on this person. I took the vouch of a friend and he was a sort of a soft friend, right? Somebody, an acquaintance, somebody I'd worked with before. And I was in a position in my life where I had a lot of extra money at the time. So I sort of haphazardly threw it at it and I was like, I will see what happens. And obviously... (laughs) nothing happened and I lost everything. And I attribute that down to not really having done my due diligence on that person, because ultimately why it failed was that person didn't do what they said they would do. And I didn't do my due diligence on them. We often talk about due diligence of an opportunity, right? A property and all that. But I think people forget to do the due diligence on the people that are involved in that process.
3: It's a valuable lesson learned. Derek, are you ready for the lightning round? Let's do this.
1: I didn't know we're getting the lightning round, but let's go. I'm ready.
3: (laughs) Derek, what's the best ever book you recently read?
1: The Power of One. And what was your big takeaway from that? Focus on One Thing versus Jack of All Trades, Master of None. Definitely some value on that. So just focusing on one thing and becoming really, really good at it.
3: Fantastic. Derek, what's the best ever way you like to give back?
1: So the best way that I love to give back right now is actually through a podcast that I have. It's called Adapt You, where it helps people through the process of change. And it does nothing in terms of trying to monetize it, make any money off it. I bring people on the show that help people through the understanding, the process of the only constant in life, and that's change whether it be a change of business, love, relationships. It's the one thing we as humans have to get really good at, but most of us really stink at and we try to avoid. So I try to help that process become a little bit easier and hopefully inspire people to live their best lives and be the absolute best version of themselves.
3: I will definitely check that out. Derek, how can the best ever listeners reach out to you?
1: Great question. So a variety of ways. If you just Google Adapt Media Agency, You'll find us or go to adaptmediaagency.com. You can also email me at Derek at You can find me as well. And if you look out there at a lot of syndication websites and scroll to the bottom, you may see website proudly built by Adapt Media Agency. You can just click that link and you'll find us too.
3: Great. Derek, thank you for being on the show today. You've given us a lot of great advice. You took us on your journey from medical sales rep to now helping other syndicators and it seems like a natural fit with the background in marketing and sales and finding real estate and helping other people and continuing your sales and marketing career. So thank you very much for your time and have a best ever day. Thank
2: you for the opportunity.